It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And it is Caracone Carne. I'm James Van Alstel. And before I bring on the guest tonight, I want to talk about what's coming up in, in the days and weeks to come here on Caracone Carne. Uh, first of all, this Sunday morning, the Sunday morning slash afternoon, uh, it's kind of a double feature, which is appropriate because I'm talking to two people involved with two cool new movies. Uh, early on Sunday, I'm talking to Steve Stephen Kostansky. He is the writer and director of the fantastic new movie, Psycho Gorman. That's happening on Sunday. Uh, I think I got a nod of approval from the people I'm about to interview. Also, later that afternoon, I'm going to be talking to Heidi Johanningmeyer. She is the lead actress of a brand new movie, a new psychological thriller called 100 Days to Live. That's happening on Sunday. Then on Monday, we're going to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Alligator Records, the venerable Chicago blues label Alligator Records, been around for half a century. The owner of Alligator, Bruce Aglauer and Shamika Copeland will be joining me for a little Roundtable chat about the blues and alligators legacy and history. And tomorrow night, it is the return of movie, movie, Maven, movie buff, whatever you want to call him, Mike Vanderbilt of Rock Island Public House, who curates the drive-in series out there in Blue Island. Tonight, I am joined by a fantastic band from up 94, up north on 94. They are Devil's Teeth. They are from Milwaukee. And I'm joined by Chuck, Eric, Eric, John and Caleb. And I guess just to, let's let's not bury the lead. You have an announcement to make. Let's get that out of the way so we, we can get deep into everything. Who wants to make the big, big announcement for Devil's Teeth, Devil's Teeth tonight? Well, we have we're excited. We got a new it's a spaghetti western uh, inspired soundtrack album called La, La Legenda de Chong Lee. And it's coming out April 2nd. Um, and then we have the pre-order going up this Friday. Uh, there we go. It's a spaghetti Western garage rock operetta inspired by the character Chung Lee, the bad guy from the martial arts movie, the, the classic martial arts movie, Bloodsport. I'm just going to say that again. It's a spaghetti Western garage rock operetta inspired by Chung Lee from Bloodsport. If there are people who are watching or listening who don't find that appealing, we can never be friends. I mean, that, that is this is I feel like I've waited my whole life to hear an album like this. And that is what you are putting out on April 2nd, pre-order to start Monday. I guess let's start there with La Legenda de Chung Lee. Musically, I, I know where your heads are at. Uh, thematically, why? Uh, well, musically, like you, like you said, we had been, you know, inspired by, or Eric had actually uh, got me onto a compilation series called Ecstasy of Gold. Uh, which is a great, like just taking a lot of obscure um, spaghetti Western soundtrack songs and themes, you know, there would be one song, you know, with vocals, but then they'll use the same theme later on uh, in different aspects. So that was kind of like, you know, one of the main inspiration points um, in terms of Chong Lee, that was just uh, happened to be one of our, you know, first or second song that we wrote as a band, you know, together, back in 2016 um, at this point. And it just happened to be, I had this, you know, this riff that was kind of heavily inspired by uh, Dick Dale's version of Ghost Riders in the Sky. 
meets uh, this other surf song that I know called Pintor by the Pharaohs, I think. Um, and I kind of merged them together and made this thing. And I made this demo and I was listening it, to it in the car. And I just happened to have watched Bloodsport recently, like for, for like, I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. I love it. Um, but I was listening to it and they had this riff, you know, going into it. And then we just started going, you know, well, I had my son with me and we were going Chong Lee, Chong Lee, kind of like they do in the movie. Worked well with the song. That's kind of how, you know, I brought it to the guys at practice. And that was the start of, of a Chong Lee inspired song. Uh, I, I, I feel like there. we're on the verge of a martial arts movie renaissance. And it may be Mortal Kombat that, that starts it. But I feel like we're long overdue for a resurgence in martial arts movies. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that Mortal Kombat trailer looks really awesome. Uh, <laughs> the fact that Sub-Zero makes a dagger out of somebody else's blood was just brilliant on whoever came up with that idea. So, all right, the single, the first single is Ride of the Devil's Teeth. It's There's a really awesome slinky saxophone in this song, and the video is animated-ish, uh, and that debuts on Thursday. Yes. Via yeah. New Noise. Correct. Yeah. And then again, you can pre-order. This is going to be on vinyl, which I, I feel like a release like this has to be on vinyl. Like th- this is this concept, your sound, the way your band sounds, it just this has to be pressed on a vinyl. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, too. Like we were just checking out the test pressings that came in uh, over the weekend. And we I mean, we've got to split up where like the whole A side is pretty much this whole life of Chong Lee is this other secondary, like Western character and then flip it to B side and he's dead. And it kind of talks about, uh, I mean, John had this whole kind of backstory behind what we were doing and the, you know, ends with his son who has kind of like conflicted feelings about his dad. Cause he wasn't a really great dad, but uh, was really kick-ass at killing people. So. <laughs> There's a character. There's a character arc. There's a story arc. Yeah, yeah. In this. And actually, it, it, people haven't heard this yet. Again, they can pre-order it on Friday. They can have it and hold it on April second. Son of Chung Lee, having heard this already, uh, it's my favorite song. Oh, cool! On, on the release, it's like the missing link between Enter the Dragon and the Black Keys. I, I love the way that song sounds. That that's Enter awesome. the Dragon oh. is that's uh, interesting that you say that because that's always been in the back of my mind as a. Uh as a source of inspiration, that soundtrack. So Here, here's the interesting thing. I, because we've all been at home a lot more over the past 12 months, I've been working from home. I found myself, and I've said this, I, I found myself listening to soundtrack music a lot more than vocal music during the day, just because it's easier to concentrate without words in the background. So I've been buying old soundtracks on vinyl and I bought enter the dragon a couple weeks ago. It's got all the martial arts noises, like the the vocalizations. Yeah, on the soundtrack. Yeah. It's about the most distracting thing I could have possibly put on <laughs> as I've been working from home. Is that soundtrack? Yeah, I mean that's a weird one because it it really encapsulates like almost viewing the film through the way the way it's all sounding. <laughs> so the the concept of La Legenda de Chung Lee sounds like something that could have been hatched during quarantine, but I mean, John said it, this has been kind of bubbling up for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, like it's funny. I mean, we just have a great, great time kicking around ideas and stuff, practicing in the basement and, uh, Chong Lee too started out. It's kind of just one of our like psych jams that usually, I mean, even ride of the devil's teeth for that matter, they kind of take months where we just jam on it and jam on it. And 
eventually it falls into place where we feel like we actually got a, a solid song. And um, so, yeah, by the time we realized that Trong 2 kind of fit in this whole progression, we thought, why not? You kind of got to write the third at that point. So just it was fun restructuring chord progressions and kind of making this a whole larger thing and then connecting it with some other songs to like uh, Psychopath. And we got a book ending with um, a very like Exotica inspired track, too, that we really enjoyed the way that came together. Uh, Shadows of Chung Li would be the exotic one. Yes. Yep, that one. And She Speaks is kind of like a opening and reprise for the whole whole thing. And Psychopath is more cinematic. Yes. Yeah. This I, I love your sound. I mean, I know there are other people who kind of do similar things, but I, I listen to you guys and it, you're incorporating all these things from the past and making them really cool and fresh and interesting. And it, this is rock and roll regurgitated into something new and kick ass. I, I love the way, way your music sounds. Thanks, man. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Chuck, because I was going to say I attribute a lot of that to you, too, like the the way you influenced the band. I was just going to say rock and roll regurgitated is like a really accurate description to, you know, (laughs) like summarize our band, I think. I mean, yeah, I I just like I I grew up in the Green Bay punk scene and um, like in the mid 90s we started getting a lot of garage rock bands in green Bay and like the mid nineties is considered like a heyday for garage rock, like a kind of like a mid era, like a second wave. And I'm not, I'm not sure what wave, but yeah, like a, 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 a defined wave of, you know, garage rock. And I was exposed to a lot of that, um, like seeing teen generate and guitar wolf and the ripoffs, um, and like, you know, Rick Sims's bands and, and things like that you know, of the era, it was, it, it really like defined the music that I always wanted to play. And I've been just trying to start this band for 20 years, I feel. And it, you know, it finally happened. I, I appreciate the Rick Sims reference. Gotta, gotta give the Chicago nod, you know? Yeah. Those don't happen often enough, but yeah, I, I think there was that kind of garage rock thing in the 90s where people suddenly discovered all the nuggets compilations but then there was that resurgence in the early aughts where everyone discovered those bands from the 90s like it just keeps this beast that keeps eating on itself yeah the whole back uh back from the grave series is really big for john and i too as far as like drawing inspiration from that whole series so how long ago chuck you mentioned that you've been waiting forever to kind of have a band like this how long ago did you guys get together and how do you all find each other uh, we started this band in uh, 2016. Um, so I um, I was living in Louisiana in 2014. I moved back to Wisconsin um, and kind of decided to hit the reset on life um, and wound up uh, doing a, a film project that was like a, a political film project where we organized a bunch of bands to um, record a protest song against former governor Scott Walker. Um, and um, like through friends of friends, I wound up meeting Eric that way. Um, I was uh, in Louisiana. I was working on political campaigns as to what I do for a living today. Um, and I was just kind of at an off point in my career um, just in terms of the flow of my career and met Eric and he was really heavy into video editing and animating like you see in our video and just, you know, through piecing together this uh, video compilation, uh, both 
taking certain cuts at certain videos and like just, you know, collaborating on the whole overall look, you know, we started just discussing the idea of starting a band and um, Eric was with some other band at that time. And when that fizzled, like Devil's Teeth just really kind of came together and Eric and John knew each other via, you know, film communities in Milwaukee um, and introduced me to John, which who I had met earlier in life and honestly hadn't remembered. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, John. But um, yeah. Um, and we just, you know, built a really quick friendship and uh, just our first batch of songs came out really quick in 2016. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just pretty easy from there. This has been, we haven't done much as a band, but this is like probably one of the most prolific bands in terms of writing that I've ever been a part of. And a lot of that is John. And so you're productive over the past 12 months? Putting the no. pieces <laughs> the past 12 months? No. Yeah. yeah. No. It was a, a bummer. We actually had some really cool songs going right before quarantine hit. I think we had like about like 13 new songs we were working on. And, um, we'll have to remember see if we remember how to play some of them by the time we finally get back together so yeah uh, but you did drop down gator yep yeah we recorded that over quarantine and that was just more so for us i mean it was really hard um we had just come off of playing the show of man or astro man which is super rad and then like the whole world just kind of stopped and mm-hmm. um you know we were used to seeing each other once a week for practice and i think the thing is actually i mean really cool about this band is we're all just really good friends and so like more so i guess than like um you know like bands that over time they seem to kind of you, you get your relationship things going on and stuff like that and this one is it, we're just really close and so um you know not being able to see each other for months was not fun and uh we had dropped down that was one of the newer songs so chuck had the great idea of like uh trying to film that from our separate locations and then i ended up helping uh with the music end and he ended up editing it for us, but like kind of combining it into like a music video single thing, just to have fun, you know, do something that was, um, you know, for us, but for other people to enjoy over quarantine. I love it. And Caleb has been relatively quiet. And if you're watching this on Facebook, if you're watching this on YouTube, it does look like the mist is about to take him. (laughs) (laughs) Remember him. Well, avenge him when he gets taken. (laughs) He's got like a like an, an infuser or a diffuser. What do what you have going on there? I just have a diffuser going with some basil. With some basil. Yeah. Ooh. So, so your man cave smells like pesto. John, uh, his man cave is really cool. He's got all these badass movie posters hanging on the wall. John is obviously a horror fan, which is wonderful to know. Absolutely. Uh, is, is that a Suspiria poster in the, in the far background? Uh, This way? Yeah. That I see, is, I see well, that's actually, it's a music video or music video. Uh, it's a it's a show poster from my previous band, which was called the Suspirios. Ah, there it is. It's heading in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, but I were, oh, go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say these are all like family dollar, like universal horror <laughs> posters or whatever. It's, which look awesome. Yeah, it, great. Okay, as a horror fan, recommend a movie. We since we're all stuck at home still. Uh, recommend a movie that may not be as obvious for us to watch and by us i mean me really oh gosh that's like that's so like uh on the spot because i feel like there's so many like uh and i'm more of an old school guy too i haven't really you know grabbed you know the last 15 years or so i you know been it's been a little hit or miss 
lately, I guess, in terms of the horror genre. Um, but, uh, geez. I threw you. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're going to have uh, to circle back on that one because I want to think <laughs> of a good one, you know. That, well, in the know. meantime, we can watch Bloodsport so that we're well yeah. prepared <laughs> for La Legenda di Chong Li when that comes out in April. We, we need to <laughs> catch up on, on the nuances of that movie. Uh, again, this is a spaghetti western garage rock operetta inspired by Chong Li from Bloodsport. I, I will not hear a better elevator pitch for the rest of the year. <laughs> that, that's what I was hoping for. Just that line alone would just hopefully sell sell the record, and uh, that would be it. I, I, I feel like you know we're we're speaking to our people because I feel like to most folks that's a really hard sell. <laughs> I it, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I thought maybe you'd be concerned that this would be too mass appeal. Yeah. Oh, Cast, casting too wide of a net with this one. Yeah. Um, Jim on the Facebook live as we're recording this live on Facebook said, holy crap, just checked you guys out on Bandcamp. You have a new fan. I said, you're one of those bands. I got to tell you, Devil's Teeth. First listen, you get it or you don't. And if you get it, you are you're sold. It is. That, that sound hooks you in instantly. I love it. So thank you for uh, Jim taking the extra step and checking them out on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, Jim. Jim. Thank yeah. you. And I, I highly recommend you do the same. I highly recommend uh, people listening or watching just need to trust me. I love La Legenda de Chung Lee. I cannot wait to, to have it and hold it and treasure it. Uh, it sounds awesome. And again, the video, they could check out the, the animated video. It de- debuts on New Noise. On Thursday, Ride of the Devil's Teeth. Again, that saxophone is so cool. And then the album, of course, out on April 2nd. You guys did it. I, I, I love this. I, I think this is something people are going to... This is the album they didn't know they needed. And it's coming out on April <laughs> 2nd. Well, yeah, I, I mean... Should, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to wrap up, but if you have more to say, please go for it. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, it was a, you know, a lot of fun recording this. It was cool... Uh, getting Caleb, we ended up recording his, his sax in like a really big room, which is, you know, neat kind of lended to that sound and it's running microphones down the hallway, everything to kind of capture it. We were going for, you know, like kind of that classic Roy Orbison, big room sound. So you did it. Yeah. Devil's teeth. Thank you for, for jumping on and sharing the announcement tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate the time.